it's Avery, it's Trevor, it's Pat, it's Hannah, it's the Citywide Special. The Phillies struggle over the past week, losing five of their last seven. They do, however, come from behind with a walk-off win Tuesday night against the Orioles. Bryce Harper makes his debut at first base and proves to be more than capable at the position. Andrew Painter has Tommy John surgery, while Reese Hoskins undergoes some light activity, hoping to make a return for a potential playoff run. The Eagles begin training camp. The Birds will open the preseason against the Ravens in just over two weeks. Joel Embiid is a married man. The MVP ties the knot with longtime girlfriend and Paula, while James Harden shoves cheeseburgers down his fat gullet in preparation for the upcoming season. With the current team being a seemingly endless source of frustration, we look back to a previous Sixers squad that also disappointed us but was probably more fun. Also, aliens. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Good to be back for another week. Had a nice refreshing weekend down in Delaware. Got my tan sustained. Ate some crabs, played some cornhole. If you want to refresh and recharge, ready for another good episode here. Nice, that's what's up. You said, fellas, we got a, a female guest. Damn. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to... It's not cool to say female, <laughs> is it? Right? It, isn't it not cool to refer to the women the, as females? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should do that. But <laughs> maybe f- fellas and fellettes. Yeah, fellas. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the female version of fellas is. Uh, Felex, that works. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or or yeah, women yeah. fellas. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all fellas here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's a gender neutral term on the pot here. Yeah. But uh, I'm good. Had a nice dinner. Had some uh, some salmon. I actually did it in the air fryer. That's been my mo- mm. my go-to move lately. I've been doing tilapia in the air fryer now because I got the, the what, bigger one now. Yeah. I can put bigger shit in there. That shit's no much, that's so much better than bacon in the oven. Get that crisp. Hell yeah. It's like Game Genie, man. It makes cooking easy. Yeah. It's like a cheat code. Set it, forget it. But, yo, I had the most banging corn, man. Mm. It's that Jersey corn. It's that that time time of year, year, yo. Mm -hmm. Mm. Hell yeah. Tomatoes are popping off. Peaches are in season. Blueberries. I got these blueberries, man. The size of my thumbnail. Big as hell. I was like, ooh. Jersey produce, man. It's all that rain's going somewhere. It's going to our produce. Popping off. But, uh, yeah, all good. Hannah is our first women guest. How you doing? I'm great. Here to uh, talk about the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah we, we don't want to focus too much on the current Sixers squad. Yeah, Good lord! But uh, yeah, we can focus on the 01 Sixers a little later on. Um, Trevor, what do we want to lead off with? You got some takes? You got some shit to fire off? Well, I did have a uh, a quick update on one of our, our previous story we talked about. The uh, you guys remember? I guess this was probably about three weeks ago. We were talking about bankroll the Oh, yeah, the, the luxury. Bar. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. bankroll. Yeah, the luxury sports bar. Well, came out today, uh, headline in the Inquirer, an online auction is planned to sell contents of the troubled bankroll sports bar after four months. So they're officially auctioning off their liquor license and all of the hmm. kitchen and bar equipment, the TVs, everything. So what are they going to do? I don't know. It says that the, the owners are still uh, hopeful to uh, shift it to some other kind of thing. But, wow. yeah, you can actually go. There's a website where you can actually find uh, eBay. The, uh, yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> I forget. One of these like online uh, auction house things. What a pathetic but, attempt. I mean, to 
to be the person that tried to open up a bar in Philadelphia and failed, that's got to be one of the more pathetic things, <laughs> yeah. right Quaker there. Quaker City auctioneers. Quaker City auctioneers. So if you want, the, if you want like an eight foot by nine foot TV, hell yeah, go bid on that. You can. It would fit right there, just about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's eight. No, that's not kinda, quite eight. Feet. Well, you lose the drop ceiling. Yeah, Trevor, you got to get your landlord to do some work on your house. He can mm-hmm. fit an eight foot by nine foot TV down here. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's the idea. We can put in money for it, man. We would feel like we would be in the World Cup. What we really need to do is pull pull all our cash together and try to get their liquor license. That's the biggest (laughs) item there. Fuck a TV. That's that's, like 180K. They'll make money off that shit for sure. No one wants their fucking TV. It's not going to make their money back at all. uh, No, but that's a hot commodity right there. Liquor licenses in Philly. Oh, for sure. Well, we don't need to touch on it too much, but the corner bar is dying. We could go ahead and buy that liquor license and open our own corner bar. Oh, my God. Hosting live podcasts while having a fresh bar right there. Yeah, the city would never go home. The bar, yo. <laughs> we Let's would just we give our uh, our patrons the opportunity to record an episode. Oh man, I don't know. That's too much. I don't know if I could be able to sustain that. I'd have to give up one or the other. I couldn't mm. be drinking like this and then owning a bar and then having the podcast in the bar that I own that we own. Sure, you could. Yeah, you don't want to. You nah. just never no, leave. I know, man. I know myself. It would just <laughs> become your it. life. <laughs> I know who I am. I couldn't do it. All right. All right. You put a dartboard in there or a shuffleboard too. You Maybe wanna... a cot. Yeah, yeah. Damn, we could turn it into a music venue too. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Oof, we... Too many ideas. If this shit blows up. You know what I mean? We yeah. get the money if the yeah, if the market we'll... stays hot. Our podcast is world famous. We'll have all that income. Look out, man! <laughs> Citywide special pod and bar. <laughs> <laughs> It says on the yeah on the on the sign it says pod first like and also it's a there's a bar in here but the Phillies turn it around yeah it's good to see them do that today get that next win win the series against Baltimore which is a very good team hot team coming in here um you know in a tough division Phillies on what looked like almost an endless losing slide which was tough to watch you know after the break last year was like oh yeah after the All Star break we're like here we go like. They started putting together some wins. They were like, all right, this team might have some juice. It was a lot more exciting. I feel like this is more of instead of a plane taking off into the playoffs, we're kind of just crashing and, you know, the wheels don't quite come out to land. So you're like, shit, we're fucked up with that. The one flap is it coming up. Like, <laughs> we're going to barely get into the playoffs. And, like, they say make it. That's all they got to do. But so we did last year. I'd rather make it on the uptick. We're not necessarily a hot team. I mean, we change the lineup every day. We got guys going up. Going down the AAA, back up the trip, back up to now. Your boy Cody, Cody's gone. Yeah, I know it's boy. a shame. Oh yeah, Cody Clemens. Uh, so is my other boy though, my <laughs> yeah, main man. Yeah, he's bitch ass is out of here. <laughs> Derek Hall, bye bye. I hope he never comes back. Fucking bum. But yeah, to your point, like they have been kind of inconsistent, right? Like it's kind of been the thing all season. They'll win five, lose five, win four, lose four, mm-hmm. win seven. Lose six, win five out of six, lose four out of six, and hopefully this uh, taking two out of the three from Baltimore is the start of one of their hot streaks. Schedule gets a little easier. But, yeah, what about uh, Bryce Harper at first base? We got to talk about that, man. He he looked good. Yeah. He's pretty much, uh, like in that first series, they kind of had every kind of play thrown at him that you could think of, and he seemed to handle it all pretty well. That He had that that catch where he just falls into the camera well. 
You remember that? You yeah. Jump? Dude, oh, yeah, yeah. I, it was funny. Everyone was talking about how impressive that was. But I will say, all he had to do is kind of reach over. If you see, the ball was not that far over. <laughs> it's like, dude, could you could you not? Can you not? Can you it's not like, jump over he's and gotta, try to you know. injure yourself, please? Yeah, he's got to be dramatic, man. Yeah. That's that's a feel, the life of a Philly athlete. Ten out of ten, though. Ten out of ten at first base. I mean, I think defensively, he's the best first base that we've had this year. Probably in the last several years, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, I, I mean, even beats Hoskins that way. I've got my piece on him about his defensive abilities. But Harper does better, and I think his bat has kind of followed suit with him playing more. We're like, it's tough playing DH when you're just sitting there. And Crook made this point last night where he's like, you know, you're, you're playing DH. You don't really get into the game. You're sitting there for a lot of the time. And then you go up to bat, you know, four times a game. But the fact that you're fielding balls, you're making plays, you're all revved up, you're excited. Then you get up to bat, you're a lot more juiced up, ready to roll. Your adrenaline's pumping. When you're DH like that, you know, Schwarber might benefit from that shit. But I think Harper needs to be active in the actual game more so than not. And you're seeing it work out, especially the series against Baltimore. Yeah. You had that that dinger last night after Mm -hmm. the Orioles broadcasters were saying, yeah, He's washed. He ain't what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Shut their ass up real quick. Then tonight he had that Shut big... me up pretty quick. I was talking shit last week about him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're watching the game today. You're like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> he hasn't really been hitting for much power. He's been hitting for average. His on-base percentage is good. He's driving in runs. I'm like, who tried to tell you that <laughs> two or three pods ago and you are giving me a hard time? Now what? I thought that it was going to invoke, you know, him hitting more, like Trey Turner for a brief stint, but I don't even want to talk about him no. anymore. Ugh. But, yeah, Bryce Harper, I'm, I'm pumped about him. Trey Turner, I that, man, Mom needs bad. to call him up and threaten to disown his ass, man. He needs, I don't know who needs to call him now. Maybe some old teachers or yeah. some old, like old nun. Somebody needs Mom's to call him up. Mom's got to be like, dude, I'm taking that Nintendo away. Yeah, or <laughs> throwing out, They're throwing away your PlayStation if you don't start hitting the ball. It's bad. I mean, that guy is in an all-around slump, and Ugh. it's not even affecting his bat. His fielding is shit. Like, the yeah. guy just is playing terrible baseball. Game the other night where he, yeah, he makes two errors, ends yeah. up getting ejected. In back-to-back innings, it's like, dude, I, I don't know. I mean... Castellanos, at least he played hard last year and was okay and had a, you know a rut, but Turner just looks horrendous. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty ugly. Might just be a down year. I don't know. I'm not too worried long term. I mean, we kind of went over this before, but it's like you know, I, I, I'm not like one of these people that are like, oh my god, that contract's terrible. Mm-hmm. How do we do this? It's well, one no. year. I think, yeah, I'm not worried at all. It's just, it just sucks right now. I'm not saying the contract is shit. I'm just saying that, like, damn, that's pathetic. Though. He's like, in a you bad know, you you spot. you paid him all that money because he was the best shortstop in baseball. I would rather him. You can be an average baseball player. I'm okay with that, but he's just bad. He's not even being an average shortstop. He can't field. He can't hit. He can't even tie shoes right. I mean, the guy's just <laughs> shit in the bed. Yeah, I mean. Can argue balls and strikes and get ejected. That's about the only the only thing he's done right. In the right. Last. Ugh. But oh. I'm hopeful. The Phillies are good. They got to win. They won the series. Now they have a pretty light schedule coming into it. So just got to secure that wild card spot. And we're cooking. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much about all there is to say about the Phillies, right? Oh, there's uh, Scott Rowland, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, something. Scott Rowland. I was surprised, right? Like, I was kind of surprised the Philly social media tweeted and, like, posted stuff about him making the Hall of Fame. But I think I was more surprised how many people were furious about it. Like, uh, why are yeah. you so mad about this? He was a Philly 
20, rookie 20 year. years ago. Yeah. Rookie of the year, 26 years ago. Yeah, People yeah. are still holding a grudge over this. I was all, like, I was, I was saying, not to like, cheap, but I was like always a rolling guy. That, this was kind of like uh, the first time like as a kid where I finally realized just how pathetic the Phillies were right. <laughs> at the time. Cause before it was like, I always, I was like young enough to just, and naive enough that I was always like, Oh, well, you know, if the Braves lose 15 games and we win 15 games and we can be in first place, all that shit. <laughs> but then when it got to the point where it's like, Oh, our best player doesn't want to play here. Mm-hmm. We're bad. I was like, damn, like this team is bad. Like I didn't, bl- and I, you know, I didn't blame him for it. Like whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, no one wants to spend their best years on a shitty team. If anything, it kind of spurred the Phillies into action, right? Like he got traded in oh two, oh three, and then that was really right. when they started to get better. That was when Rollins was already up. If they called Utley up, they called Howard up. Three years later, four years later, they win the NL East. And then after that, they went on that run. So I think Roland probably got the hell out because he was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be a part of a losing culture." And that was kind of their wake up and smell the roses moments. Like Kurt Schilling left or well, they got traded, traded. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to leave, so they traded him. Roland left. Two Hall future Hall of Fame Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not. But two future Hall of Famers in like span of two years left the team and they're like, All right, we gotta start calling up our prospects and really caring about this team. And then they brought in Jim Tomey, Hope and C B P. Love Jim Tomey. And the rest they say is history. So yeah, I'm not mad about Scott Roland. Good for him. He went out, won a World Series, had a great career, won multiple gold gloves. He's a Hall of Famer. He did what he had to do. I don't understand the the vitriol. Now, J.D. Drew, I would still throw batteries at that asshole. Yeah. (laughs) He got what he deserved. Let's be clear. I guess that will just about wrap up the fills. Anything that we want to say about the Eagles? Not really much gone there. They just started training camp. Nothing, but we're back, baby. That's yeah. it. That's all. I think uh, today uh, Carter had a couple of, or at least like one sack on uh, Jalen Hurts. So. I heard he got there in like two seconds. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Uh, people, well, I remember I saw people were saying that uh, it was like the fir- first two plays of uh, training camp, uh, Jalen Hurts gets sacked or whatever, and I'm just like, damn, Jalen Carter must be really fucking good, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my reaction. Jordan Davis came in looking lean, too. Looking at the good. side-by-side pictures, he looks good. This I'll save that for another episode, but they look good. It's it's good to have them back in town. I'm just back here. I'm the, excited. The boys are back <laughs> I'm in jazz. town. Boys I'm jazzed. No, I'm kidding. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm fucked up. It's like, I won't go ahead and do the whole song. But, yeah, it is exciting to have them back. Obviously, we'll have plenty of time to talk about training camp and all that good stuff. I guess... Some NL or NFC East notes. What do I got written down here? The Cowboys are kind of fucked, man. Well, you seen Zach, Zach Martin holding out? Play. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and they just paid what's his name? They, they just dropped a bunch of money. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, so like, is, he's. I mean, overrated in my fifteen opinion. picks in yeah. three years. I get that, but he's also given up like two thousand yards. Exactly. Like the guy's given right. up yeah. the most. AJ yard. Brown cooked him that one that one game. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Smith. Did. Yeah. Javon, he just he, his whole reputation is based on the amount of interceptions he has, but he just it's because he's just a total he's a super high risk player and just tries to jump routes and he gets burned on it a lot. He reminds me like of Nnamdi Asawa. He reminds of Nnamdi Asawa, where like he didn't really cover that well, but he was a ball hawk. Where like Asante Samuel at least 
could cover guys and pick off the ball. Trayvon Diggs is just, I mean, whatever. If you guys want to just rely on that shit, go for it. Pay him the big bucks. I'm cool with that. But you got a guy that is in the trenches supporting a subpar quarterback that you have. I wouldn't say subpar. Par. I think he is. I, I would he's say par. Man. I think he's. I'm going to say subpar. Here this year you he, go again. I think this year he will be. You're Dak. Yeah, I think. That, I think he's good. I mean, look, I, I'm he's a little more average to slightly above average. I think I'm a, I'm a little more bullish on the Cowboys than you guys are. You're I, smoking I still bad think, dope. I still think they're good. I still think they're probably the second best team in the NFC. Like, well, duh. Who we got? You got a crippling franchise and the Commanders. You get the Giants, who are just. Well, I mean the NFC, not the NFC East. Oh, you think they're the best, the second best team in the NFC? I think they're better than the Niners, yeah. And then who else is there? Like nobody. The Vikings. Lions could surprise some people. Man, I keep hearing that. I'm, shit, I'm still, I'm, I'm still a Seahawks guy, man. Yeah, I like the Seahawks. Yeah. But anyway, I think the whole Zach Barton thing is going to be is a lot is big more important than people think that it is. Like I think that that could be a really, oh, yeah. really I mean, big hiccup. He's, he's like their, uh, you know. He's different, a, different position, dude. but he's kind of their Lane Johnson. You he's know, exactly. that lineup yeah. makes a lot he's of difference. He's the best right guard in the NFL. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer. I have de- written down here, the rest of their offensive line is old. Tyron Smith is old. Banged up. Always hurt. He reminds me of Jason Peters now. Yeah, exactly. Like toward the end. Or everyone else is young and unproven, like high draft picks, yeah. But and you got to go up against, anything. not for nothing, like even if you take out the Eagles defensive front, they got to play twice here. You got Deron Payne, like that Washington defensive front even is, the no, Giants. is no joke. You're going to get a healthy, what's his name, back? Uh, who is there? Chase Young. Chase Young back. Like that defensive front is phenomenal. And the Giants defensive front is solid too. Like you got one guy that is your best O-lineman doesn't want to play, you're fucked. I mean, it's... Yeah. And that's just inner division, not a not, and you got to play other really good teams out there this year. It that could really fuck them up. Yeah, Dak's going to be running for his life, man. Which I would love. That, Those, I mean, we saw that ankle break last time. I don't want to say anything, but damn, if you make him run too much, oh, I'm not. That thing was flopping around like a sock. It oh, was like man. this, yo. That shit went flop. Me and they were like, oh, yeah. We were, I was watching it at your yeah. house. Yeah, his shit was limp like a sock. You could see the bone. Yeah. The funny thing is, they didn't catch it before they went to commercial, so they replayed it in slow mo. Uh, we were like, oh, let's see. We we're like, oh, what the? Yeah, it was, it was gruesome. It that was, was bad. Some grotesque. Shit. It was, it was real bad. But yo. Yo, Hannah, you've been in the medical profession and whatnot. Though I guess your job's mostly just paperwork. But what is the most gruesome thing you ever seen working? Um, hmm. It can even be. I think you know what I'm gonna say. You can go ahead and say it. The, the, the pod's a safe crabs. place. Oh yeah. man, that, uh, we're pulled out of the nurse's crotch in the lobby. Out of the nurse's crotch. <laughs> this is an inside elaborate. <laughs> she now, came. She came to the office to demonstrate that she got lice or crabs, something from the patient's home. So she came to the office and pulled them out of her her pad. And she was just sitting there pulling them out, right? Like, yeah. Just... And we were watching on the camera. <laughs> from the <laughs> no. Room. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah uh, I think I've seen I'd... some pretty crazy things, but Dean's has some wild stories, man. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get all our medical friends, friends in the medical field. We gotta get them on. Fell off. What? Remember you was talking about that? It was like one of these. What? It was one of these cases where it's like these people who are like addicted to drugs who like have some injury and they should have gone to the hospital months ago, but they don't because they're afraid they're gonna like go and withdraw while they're in there and all this stuff. And I guess this woman like had like some kind of infected like wrist or something had this thing wrapped oh, around it yeah, yeah, she finally this. came in and then when they took the wrap off her, her hand just like fell right off 
And he Ooh. said one of the doctors like threw up and shit. Uh, yeah, that's how fucked, could you not? Fucked, it's like, Ooh. yeah, that would definitely be the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. I would throw up and shit my pants at the same time. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Like, Just everything's coming yeah, out. <laughs> every, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Useless. The unre- yeah, I would be completely immobilized and a total waste yeah. of all that time in medical school. I'd be like, well, uh, this is a terrible mistake here. My bad. I could not do this. Yeah, it'd be like the, the, the cop on Twin Peaks. It's like constantly throwing up. <laughs> Nothing prepared you for that shit. Oh, hell yeah, I guess no. if I just saw someone's hand fall off. Ugh. Who's gonna be the front? Who's picking that? I'm not picking that thing up. I'd be looking at you like, hey. The janitor just comes up with a dustbin. Just yeah. like, yeah. Hey, guys. Like, we're not doing anything with that. Yeah. <laughs> that Did you guys need on. this for later? No, you got it, Steve. All right, cool. Thanks, man. I mean, Ugh. professionals are walked into that. It's not like your first day someone's hand falls off, you know? I mean, but like, I remember my first adult diaper I had to change. That's see, so wiping shit, I'm okay with, but your hand. If I, I don't know, man, a smelly that, ass that adult. That was pretty I've, rough. I've heard some horror stories from not knowing what I was getting into, but now that doesn't bother me at all. You guys could all shit yourselves. I'd clean you, Pat. Dude, I definitely <laughs> that, I, that happened. Dude, hell yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I definitely when I like when I was in the That's hospital for a week, a week, like a few years ago. I definitely that definitely. Uh, uh, <laughs> I gained a huge appreciation for nurses and shit because I would have to like, sometimes I'd have to just like walk up and down the aisle just to like, you know, whatever. I was just something I was supposed to do. And then like on the one end of the hallway, there was this one guy in this one room and like the smell was so bad. It was like just, just being outside the door. It was like, I smelled like you were like next to an elephant cage or something. It was like, oh, good. Jesus Christ. Damn. What the fuck? Yeah. That sounds It rough. was like, so did you like shake your pants on accident be like oh nurse I gotta like get a little wipe real quick you no. just walk up and down the aisle no big deal no I was, <laughs> I was I was capable damn man yeah I think I'd much rather see someone's ankle flopping around than have to deal with picking someone's hand that fell off their, their arm off the floor or dealing with someone picking crabs out of their privates oh yeah no 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 oh man it's just thinking about it but uh but also like damn i love crabs though <laughs> not both, the, not not i know but you know i'm all just get some old <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you throwing those things at <laughs> what about a prolapsed rectum it's what like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've fortunately never seen one of those either never seen any of these things hey thankfully yeah i mean the perks to not being a healthcare professional. Just oblivious. Kudos. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, right? It is. But, uh, all right, yeah, I guess back to the NFL and the Eagles. Did not you guys really. watch any more quarterback? I did. I watched the next two episodes. I'm at episode, f- I finished episode five. I started six and I fell asleep. What about, yeah. Pat, you said you finished it, right? I finished it was tough to finish because obviously the end is about the Super Bowl. So I haven't watched a single highlight or anything from that since that day. So it was a little bittersweet. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of fucked up. I was really mad and upset and like. That's the uh, yeah. I just have the last one to watch. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like the Michael Jordan meme. I'm just sitting there crying to myself. Like <laughs> I will say the, the episode before that when it first showed uh, Mahomes getting that ankle injury. That just pissed me off because I was like. 
How did we not beat this crippled ass motherfucker? <laughs> well, then in the Super, I didn't God watch this yet. And he got hurt in the Super Bowl too. Yeah, yeah he still. Ugh, I remember God. that because I felt good. Well, Sad now I didn't cheer, but so, I didn't necessarily make sure he was okay. You, you were probably cheering. Get I was the cheering. Hell out. Yeah, I was cheering. I know your ass. Yeah. You were I was like, cheering. Yeah, I was definitely like, very quietly, like, fuck yeah. This I was like, no, I was, <laughs> people knew where I stood at that yeah. point for sure. No pun intended, because I could stand. My ankle didn't hurt. Like bitch ass Pat Mahomes, hey, but like, he well, did he, win. Yeah, the thing came, is, if we had all the big running plays, this shit's so game. frustrating. I'm not gonna lie, but I did finish it up. It was great. Pat Mahomes is a fucking you know Terminator. Kirk Cousins, yeah. I mean, it's hard to talk shit on just like Mayo and White I definitely like, came. I definitely just, came out of it like liking him more. Like I've never like had any reason to like hate Kirk Cousins. I guess he was on like Washington for a while, but they were shitty. So it's like I don't like. Uh, you know, I'm just like, he I'm not, I've never been like, fuck Kirk Cousins. He's just like a good, but like, I don't know. The show definitely makes him seem very like endearing. And, the you know, dude whatever. is just such a goofy yeah. guy. Yeah, he's like, just definitely a goofy. Just a complete yeah. noodle. He's not yeah. someone you laugh with. He's definitely someone you laugh at. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he said shit. They showed like the throwback jerseys that the Vikings going to wear the, like this year. And he was like, Coolio. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. How's that guy? Oh, You're God. in a fucking NFC Championship game. And this guy's like, all right, guys, like what? What is that speech gonna look like? I would say the what. The, so the part, uh, I think it was in like the fifth episode, or yeah, maybe the f- fifth episode. That was like, um, uh, it showed uh, Pat Mahomes and his wife doing a tour of their like at the time they were still oh, building brand this new house. Home. Oh, that was huge, the sixth one. Yeah, it's like the huge like mansion mm-hmm. and. That scene just whatever positive feelings I I acquired about Pat Mahomes all went out the window. After watching this, I was like, this is the most grotesque shit I've ever seen. I hate, like, I just, I don't know. I just, something about, like, I hate people with huge-ass houses. And just, like, it's not even just the huge-ass house, but the fact that they have, like, the 30-yard, like, mini football field. The, uh, just, like, the three-part golf hole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? That's just a stupid thing. To, it's it's just a you never want to leave your home you just want to stay at like the you're house. just gonna sh- you're just gonna like shoot your same golf hole over and over again for the rest of your life like, with her just yelling obnoxiously in your ear the whole time and it's just oh god yeah i mean you know Grotesque. the only person that i felt the more that i have respect for out there is mariota like you know i feel that guy is just kind of yeah he kind of just got thing. phased out of the series because it was just like <laughs> a, where he just leaves a team and it's like but yeah, it was. I mean, it worked out for him because I mean, like, his thigh like separated off the fucking bone. Yeah, it was like, I don't I blame him for anything. No, yo, Pete. Like, I feel like when he left the team, it was kind of misconstrued as he gave know, up. He's just he got benched. He's giving up. But th- when you watch this, you get some context. Yeah, he had to get knee surgery, and also he just had a baby. He just right. had his first kid. He got benched. He's injured. The team's not going anywhere. He was Good like, for him. He's, he's like, taking not, paternity leave. He also realized that, like, yeah, if I have another year left in me, I'll wait till I can play as a backup on a good team or wherever. Like, I'm not going to risk my uh, – once they said the injury, I'm like, god damn, that shit's brutal. And, like, it was tough watching him having to rehab that up, nurse the new baby up, and hear the media just constantly rip into him. Like, first right. off, Atlanta ain't shit. Like, once you guys lost – once they lost Matt Ryan, like, no one expected Atlanta to be good anyway. So, like, what's he going to play with? A tight end that has a little to expectations. No more Calvin Ridley. Like, relax, everybody. But, yeah, it was good. It was a decent show. Happy to hear that Hertz turned it down in yeah, true Hertz twice. fashion, which is cool. He turned down last season and this and upcoming this one, yeah, season, I yeah. guess, which is cool. Keep the main thing the main thing, like he exactly. always says. The main thing's 
playing quarterback for the football e- or for the Philadelphia Eagles, not <laughs> playing Eagles. quarterback for Netflix. I can't wait to, I can't wait Eagles. to hear more Hurts quotes. That shit gets me fired up in the morning. But yo, Hannah, you're a Mo- you were a Mahomes fan. When did it all change for you? You that was your guy. I remember when it all changed. I'm not quite sure. You're not like on the Mahomes train now, though, right? No, hell yeah. But I I can say, and it is kind of dark, I guess. But my my true attachment to Mahomes was because it was like a grief outlet. I don't know if you you knew that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was you know the timing after that season was when everything happened. So it was like there was like a glimmer of of underdog and something happening there when he first started okay so and my mom even pointed out to me wow i respect that and i was like what like she's like look at this guy play you know and i was like whoa like when i saw the end of the the first season yeah and then after that i was like all right i wear red now i guess (laughs) i'm at home well, Big Charlie. Yeah, I was gonna say your your Mahomes fandom brought some brought us some good times. That was a that good Super Bowl time. run at Big we, Charlie's was and cool. We needed that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We were going through some shit. And uh <laughs> Yeah, turnaround. that was really that was really cathartic. Yeah, that was a crazy season. The, the Eagles were bad. They're not bad, well, but, but the, they weren't yeah, that was the year Wentz got the lim- got the concussion. Mm-hmm. The, the first Jadevian playoff Clowney. game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. We needed someone to root for and like someone to carry our grief. And, I always yeah. at that point he was an underdog too. Yeah, that's true. So. Now I don't think his dopey brother wasn't in the spotlight. Oh my god! And I, I didn't listen to his voice either. I only oh, watched god. the you didn't actual hear games. The frog? So I didn't know. People would be like, "Oh my god, Let's his go, voice guys. is so annoying." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't care. I'm just like watching him throw." That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I that's fucking, what I fucking do. do. This shit is Meatwad not. sounding MF, dude. You woke up the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You woke up the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. But I will say, Yo, why you punch me, Matt Crosby? <laughs> Max Crosby, how'd you punch me Oh my god. I don't know what you're doing, but. I'm just trying to do meat wise. I don't know That's kind of what he sounds like, though. But you're yeah. a little too aggressive there. The yeah. golf course can only be three holes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he is a great quarterback. A um, couple notes that I had from, I guess it was episode four. Was like it was pretty cool how Andy Reid was talking about the laboratory, mm-hmm. like they let the players design their own plays and like, or at least pitch their ideas or whatever. Like he'll have a basis of it, and then he's like, "All right, well, you see what you want to do with it." Yeah, like that they, snow globe shit or whatever they did. Or Mahomes was like, "Yeah, I came up with the one play where like I'm in motion, like I'm coming in motion left to right, mm-hmm. or no, right to left," and then he's like, "I motion back and take the snap." Or no, I take the snap, then I turn around and motion right. Yep. Or no. He takes the snap. He motions the opposite then, direction he came yeah, yeah. from. And, like, he's like, yeah, defenses don't expect a quarterback to do that. And, like, I checked with our our rules guy, and he said that's legal. So then I installed that play. Then he showed them, like, they showed them using it in a game. I was like, damn. Yeah. That's what's up. Andy Reid, it gave me more, like. Andy Reid was the man. I don't hate Pat Mahomes. I think because we played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl we had this newfound, like, man, fuck the Chiefs. Uh, well, at least I do. But I have no knock on Pat Mahomes. Like, the guy is still a phenom- He doesn't come off as arrogant as Brady did. Oh, Like, the guy not. still earns it, and is a great player, great athlete. And I fucking love Andy Reid. I mean, the guy, you know, 
we had no knock on him. It was just he needed to get out of Philadelphia. Like, he had a pretty rough stretch. His son had died. Like, he just – his time here was up. Yeah. But, you know, hell of a guy to let walk away. I mean, the guy is a true football genius. I mean, I fucking love – I think at the end of the day, he's going to be a better coach than Bill Belichick was. Yeah, you probably won't have Big as time, many yeah. rings. Bill Belichick's on fraud alert, dude. He is a fraud, man. He's a fucking <laughs> he's fraud like, and a half. He's a – yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, lately uh, – Last year, some of the post-game Bill Belichick press conferences were starting to feel like late Eagles era Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like very I could have put de- them in better position to win. Yeah, it was like he like he used to be, uh, you know, very defiant and blah 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 during like press conferences. And this time, he had very uh, I gotta do a better job type energy. Oh, <laughs> you know? I mean, those dirty ass cutoff hoodies don't have the same kind of cool appeal as they did when you're up, you know, 35 nothing on the team. The guy just looks like a... Yeah, now he just looks like a bum. Yeah, <laughs> looks like a true Boston like, bum. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, living on the streets, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I like Andy Reid, respect to Pat Mahomes. They had a great game, but we'll get ours this year. Yeah, yeah, we coming for that ass. Um, I guess my last note, was the the one episode the it was the football guy episode if you will where Mahomes is watching film and like for me this was cool like it's obviously someone that knows football and like understands tendencies it was cool to see but I would suggest like just watching him watching film to anyone that's not a huge football fan right because he's watching film of the Chargers getting ready for the game against them and like he's pointing out, like the nickelback is blitzing. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. He's like, if they drop down, we can go. Like they don't think I'm gonna throw deep. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, yeah, like I send the this receiver in motion. If the a receiver travels with him, I know it's man. Yep. In that this guy may just drop back, or he may blitz real hard. Mm-hmm. He says I motion him back. If no one goes with him, that tells me it's some kind of zone, and it's a zone blitz. So when he blitzes, that means to your point, I'm gonna have all that space out there. That people don't really think I can hit. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm like studying his tendencies as well. Like his body language is he on one foot. It's amazing like how which much foot's leaning forward. Within 15 seconds they're doing yeah. this while like hearing other shit. Like it's – that was the coolest part. I mean just that was how, awesome. And honestly, Kirk Cousins did the, not on the same level. But it's amazing how much work besides the playbook and reading out plays and shit. But they really have to know and Peyton Manning said it the best to start off the show too is like you have to know every position as good as they know their own position while also knowing the plays and being an athlete too which is impact like it's remarkable what they do yeah and the fact that Mahomes makes it look so fucking easy i mean there's a no reason why he's the mvp and you know took him where they had to and and they got their job done but you know you're starting to see that with hurts a little bit here but yeah it's 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 incredible how much work that you don't realize goes into that game and they have to know their other team's defense just yeah. as good as they do you from have to an opposite film view every week. Yeah. Yep. and he knew it immediately. He was like, if they keep doing this, they don't think I'm going to throw deep at all. He's like, open up the playbook, Andy. Like, I'm going to start bombing this shit. And then next play, forty yard bomb for a touchdown. Yeah, because they thought without Tariq Hill, they had nobody to do that shit with. Yeah, and of yeah course, teams used to play that that deep shell coverage yeah. on them, and like if they covered deep, you hit Kelsey. If yeah. they covered short, you they hit kept Tariq. hitting Kelsey yeah. on that like that one drag route mm-hmm. over and over again. He scores the one touchdown. Yep. It's like, damn. But no, I think, like, for, for people that think football is just, like, all macho and, like, brawn, nah, man. Like, that episode, that was the football guy episode, man. Big time. I was eating Geeking my popcorn. Out. I was like, damn, yeah. this is good. I had to rewind a couple times. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? But it was cool. I like that shit. Yeah. 
you kind of satisfied the football itch for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, perfect segue into the exactly. you know spring training and getting ready for everything like that. So yeah, we're pumped. Birds are back in town. We're ready to roll. Hell yeah! So the Sixers, yeah, I guess our we, basketball team to play in Philadelphia. We got to talk about the current team for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, just a couple this minutes. This bullshit, dude. Drill and B got married. That was kind of cool. It was kind of, you know, good for little, him. He got a ring. A little, little, yeah, yeah he finally <laughs> got a ring. Um, notable, the people that were uh, at, present there, we saw um, uh, Melton was there, Tobias, Maxi, Hart, or none. Harden wasn't there. Harris, yeah, Tobias, Tobias, yeah, uh, Bard, Springer, yeah, B ball, Paul, Niang, Mo Bamba. Oh, I yeah. believe. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I'm just going off like pictures that I've seen. I'm sure there's someone said that, like someone I follow on Twitter said they seen Mo Bamba there. I forget who. Mike Rubin was <laughs> there. Of course, man, he's of course everywhere. He was. He's at every he's party. Man. Everywhere. Party man. <laughs> you seen that picture of him with his shirt off? Oh my looking god! Looking like a rooster. That was weird. His little bird chest ass. He thing. says, "My first shirtless pick in fit since I was 15." I was like, "No one asked you to." No one actually yeah, do this. Probably shit, a reason man. for that, buddy. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> yeah. we're literally cool. Like we, no one. Yeah, uh-uh. looking like a skinny kangaroo. All the, these rich the weird dudes here. taking pictures of their shirts off. Like anyone trying to see Musk or Zuckerberg or you with your shirt. Like you got it. You stay in your lane. You're yeah. good to go. We don't need to see this shit. He needs to get Brad a Pitt. All right, I would. You know, would be okay. You know, no big deal. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you sound like you want to see that. <laughs> I'm not gonna look away as fast I mean, as I, I did with Ruby. Not I mean, Ruby like <laughs> like. Yeah, this looks like me. I'm good to go. But Brad Pitt, you're like, damn, all right. Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Ruben, man, he's a, he's a clown. Yo, but I was saying who wasn't there was Harden. Harden. Yo, and, but. And Tucker. Maybe he was training. They were both with clubbing. Maybe they were I training. I think part of the reason Harden probably didn't go was because Daryl Morey was there. Uh, I heard Daryl Morey was there. So, like, could you imagine if you they You think happened? Harden probably had. I'm sure Harden had an invite. I would think Had so. If Jane yeah. Springer's get an invite, I don't think because Obama's been on the team for a month. He got an invite. Him yeah. and Embiid have been friends pr- Still, prior, though, but you got Harden. Like, but I, I don't think it really matters too much. I think maybe he was busy. Maybe like he was visiting his mom or something like that. Yeah, he was eating cheeseburgers, but no, I think Maury was there. So Harden was like, "Oh, if he's going, I ain't going." Like, you ever have beef with someone, right? And you get an invite to some place, and then you find out that person's gone, and you don't go. I tend I think to that like that's to that go situation. for that reason. <laughs> no, you don't. Because then you get a little bit drunk. You get, you know, cause a little scene. Oh, then you get thrown then out make, of Xfinity Live. Well, listen, fighting. all I'm saying is, is that, <laughs> hey, you go, and then you make them feel awkward. You know what I mean? But anyway, like you said a couple weeks ago, the NBA is the most dramatic league in the in the country so so, so dramatic hello this ain't sex in the city and Bede had a wedding go fucking celebrate his wedding oh I can't go because Darren Moore, you're fucking come on now we're grown men over here talking about who's at whose wedding come on now what are we doing here hey that's the NBA bullshit Daryl Morey looking like a big old dork and shit probably had pastel suit on whatever like <laughs> you're gonna not show up to Embiid's wedding because you may or may not be on the team who gives a fucking shit yeah Niang was there if He's that's your friend anymore. why like Maury is a businessman. You're doing it. I don't know. That's this is the shit I'm talking about. That we're focusing so much time on, like who attended the white party, who took a selfie with someone at this rich dude's beach house, who went to Embiid's wedding, which Harden probably should have went, barring a family emergency, whatever. Maybe something happened, whatever. But like, 
Damn, man. I think he didn't want to see Mori. He was scared Mori was going to beat his ass. What a bitch, Bo. <laughs> Harden would rock Mori in a... I would think, anyway. But Harden's been eating those cheeseburgers with P.J. Tucker, man. Just getting that fat suit ready. Maybe Mori would stand a chance with his pastel shorts. P.J., though, looks buff, though. Like, he gets thick, but he's not, like... He's kind of built like a linebacker. Harden gets big. He just gets right in the it's old that fat gut. Suit, dude. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we don't need to dwell on this current iteration of the team for yeah, too long. Not much. This team's pathetic. It's they're gonna be more fun off the court this year than on the court. Pat Bev is gonna be the I, I only think show. So. The only show. <laughs> but uh yeah, let's get to uh the O one the O one Sixers. Talk about yes. everything but the chip. It's what yeah. we have our esteemed guest here for mostly and a good Mahomes take. But yeah, we watched everything but the chip yesterday. What y'all thought of it, Pat? Sorry, you gotta wait a week. Not a problem. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I haven't really revisited that team in a long time. Uh, like some of those like players, it was like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Like I like the only like before that, I was like, I remember Eric Snow. I remember Matumbo, and obviously AI and all that shit. But some of the uh, some of the more uh, supporting characters, it was it was kind of cool to like revisit that stuff. And yeah. Just the whole, the whole deal. Yeah. So both we we watched both documentaries. We watched the Iverson. Yeah, we watched the Iverson documentary <laughs> to get look, real deep. Yeah, because we couldn't watch everything but the chip at first. Yeah, that free trial situation. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you about it, Pat. So you I can watch it. Can relate. <laughs> <laughs> they set it up so you can only watch it a week after. Yeah, that's that's ass. That's not the me. I was like, I'll oh, put it exactly. on the day. They're and really like, focused on getting people to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah, this podcast does not endorse YouTube TV. No. Yeah, miss we'll me with that, that much. And then it expires that day, that seven days later. Right. So yeah. I canceled it as soon as you guys left. Eighty dollars. Don't give them no money. Eighty bucks to watch one clip. You're like, I was like, I'm not. I'm just gonna delete this shit. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna wait till next week. I'll just figure it out. Yeah, you're smoking bad yeah. dope. You think I'm spending all that money on that? I see what trap this is. I'm like kind of high. I'm like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was good to see the chronological breakdown of the whole season and like beforehand a little bit. But we had so much more context to like the possible trade and all that that happened to Iverson the in the other documentary. Yeah. Which was so much more personal about, you know, his upbringing and the bowling alley, like 30 minutes of footage about the bowling alley. Which is crazy. They had that footage from like the crazy. early 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. Damn. Exactly. It was a N one mixtape uh, clip, basically. <laughs> yeah. To the N one mixtape quality, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was it was it was good to see all that candid. Although, if they had done some seating together, maybe talking together would have been cool. Like uh, the interviews, like we had Pat Croce. Oh Larry yeah, Brown. they were all individual. They that's never got true. to meet up at all. Yeah. Although I guess they'd seen each other since then many times, so what's the point of that? Yeah, it could have been like you know, like uh, like this the Survivor, like the, the reunion <laughs> yeah. thing at the the end where they all come back, they all sit on the couch together. Yeah, yeah. It was like motherfucker. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> TV didn't have money for that <laughs> no. kind of reunion. <laughs> no one's paying because we're all getting the free trials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that era was great, and I think that's what makes modern. NBA uh, unwatchable for me is that yeah, it has no heart. 
It's very different. <laughs> There's right? no, yeah. I mean, just watching it, AI and just remembering how AI was, it was just kind of made me think like, damn, there are really like are no more killers in this league. Like, er, like I, I, now this like I, this makes me sound like such a boomer, but it's just like after uh, getting kind of immersed in the AI era, I was like, damn, this league's gone soft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so really I mean, you so. wouldn't you wouldn't be like twenty years ago. You wouldn't be like, oh, Eric Snow didn't go to AI's wedding. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's what I'm right. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's the shit I'm talking about. No, no one gave a rat's ass back then, yo. Like, Mm-mm. it's like, who the hell cares? Like, granted, some of that's just like social media. Everything's just so prominent in front of us. But like, yeah, I'm sure if so, if Twitter was around back then, it probably would have been just as bad. I don't know. Maybe not man. just as bad. I, but... I mean, it depends on if you. <sighs> I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over the the dramatization of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> We don't need to talk about the, the this Sixers team. We can continue to focus on that one, yo. I thought that the doc was good. Um, both of them, really. Like, to your point, Hannah, the first one we watched. Yeah, that was, of, to be clear, that was uh, Iverson yeah. from, like, 2015, or I think is when that came out. It was right before he got inducted to the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. So, yeah, 2015. That one focused on a lot of his backstory, his his coming up, and uh, just his, his upbringing. Like, I didn't realize how serious, like, the allegations thrown at him for that bowling alley incident were, which was kind of crazy. I mean, it's Virginia. He's a black kid, and a bunch of white kids are going against him. South of the Mason-Dixon, you probably have a feeling how that's going to go, but I didn't realize how heavy that was. But then, uh, also, like, what I really enjoyed about that one, right, was when they talked about, this is fast forward to the practice press conference, like, we can talk about this a little bit, but for the longest time, like, for 20 years, that's been a meme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out, like, nah, that wasn't intended to be no meme. Like, he thought he was going in there because he was essentially going to say, like, I'm not getting traded. I'm staying here. And then as soon as he sits up there and s- sits down, they start asking him about practice. And, like, he's like, yeah, I didn't think I was there for that shit. Like, I thought I was there to say I wasn't getting traded. And then, like, they just start drilling him, drilling him. Then at the end of it, he's had enough. He's like, you know what, man? Y'all couldn't last a day in my shoes. My best friend died. We lost, and I got to deal with this shit. It's like, have y'all lovely life, man, and live it up. And, like, he, like, walks away after that and just like, wow. So this, like, people were just drilling him and getting on him for some stuff. Not realizing, like, he's a person. He's going through Mm -hmm. the same losses, same, like, just personal struggles that everyone goes through like really kind of humanized it which i'd always known the practice press conference was more but getting to see all of that again i was just like wow getting to see a past Mm -hmm. idol go through a human experience is definitely like a really enjoyable as sad or as happy as the experience could be it feels good to just see that you know it makes you almost more connected to your idol that way or any like you know people look up to ai and ai is such a model of culture basketball philadelphia he's an icon and like you know like you said people know him now a lot of people know him it's just like the meme of that like practice talking about practice but like to be able to see the whole breakdown of everything definitely is fun to see somebody just be human for a minute which is nice which you don't get to see a lot i feel like everyone's trying to find that hot clip of shit yeah of someone yeah. going mm-hmm. off or doing something stupid but it's like you know like damn you're the guy that made you know someone a meme but that's kind of fucked up mm-hmm. in a way yeah, I'll say on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> fucking Eric Snow, 
Yo, Eric Snow looks like chunky. he ate Eric Every, Snow, man. <laughs> everyone else in the dock looked looked like kind of normal, just like a slightly older version of themselves. And then Eric Snow is just like <laughs> looking like Eric Snow Globe. <laughs> <laughs> looking large, man. I just like, damn, my yeah, man he got chunked up. But yeah, that, that was in my notes. He's looking like he weighs well over three hundred pounds. I fucking love that word chunk. About a lie. That's just dude. It was funny. I mean, when it got to the point where he, um, when like Eric Snow like broke his ankle and all that shit, because it was funny. I was waiting for that, that part because I remember because I was like I guess thirteen years old at the time, or whatever, and I was playing like rec basketball or whatever, and I got like a little like stress fracture in my ankle. And I had to, like, they would, like, took a couple months to heal or whatever. Not, like, I didn't break my ankle, but it was, like, a stress, you know, like, a little, like, micro Mm -hmm. thing. And, like, I remember when that happened to Eric Snow, I was like, damn, Eric Snow is just like me. We're, like, the the same shit going on, you know? Both guys playing basketball with fucked up ankles. He's just like me. <laughs> Damn. The Relatable. Question, the question is, could you play through it like Derek Hall should be able to play through a torn thumb limit? Oh, thumb no, I didn't. I sat out, man. Totally unreliable. Back to AAA, your bitch ass. There's no joke, dude. <laughs> so he never made it out of that league. Damn. What other notes I got here? Yo, one of the notes I had, right, is speaking of like the whole events leading up to that 01 season. They're talking about trading Allen Iverson for, for Ben Wallace, who like ended up being like a great defensive player, but couldn't shoot for his life. And Chucky Atkins, who was like an eighth man on a mediocre Detroit team. They almost traded AI for them too. Could you imagine if that happened? You traded AI for a couple bumps, essentially. The answer for no response. <laughs> yeah, for being left on red. Right? <laughs> It's like, damn, dude. I Thanks. mean, that's what happened with the Jimmy Butler situation. Oh, man. Damn, I was going to get there. You want to go there now? What, what, you don't think Josh Richardson was an <laughs> yeah. integral part of the 2019-20? Really, year? the whole nucleus of this offense here. Fuck. Well, I'm going to get there, but yeah, like, Matt Geiger not waving his no-trade clause, which is crazy that a scrub like him had a no-trade clause. But, yeah, uh, that was kind of wild to me. I was like, "Damn, they, I didn't even realize people people had no trade." It's a good agent that, right there. Yeah, they give yeah. his bum ass a no trade. Like balls? A Scott Boris at basketball. Yeah. Or some shit. That's like giving me a contract to say I can only work thirty hours a week, but I want to get paid for fifty hours. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I do that now. No, I'm kidding. You're working too hard, man. We'll just say no. What else I got written or typed up on here, rather? That All-Star game was great. Yeah, that was back when the All-Star game was actually cool. Yeah, now the All-Star game is such a gimmick. Uh, It's so boring. But that one was competitive down to the last bucket. Dudes were making threes, making plays. They were actually playing like they cared. Mm -hmm. It's like playing defense in an All-Star game. Matumbo had 22 rebounds in an All-Star game. (laughs) Nowadays, you're lucky if the whole team gets 22 rebounds in an All-Star game. 150 to 185. It's like, all right, cool. Just let the fucking ball just drop and bounce on the ground. For real, yo. So I got that. The, the dunk, whole the dunk contest of uh, two thousand. Oh, was that when Vince Carter put his elbow in the rim? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, Iconic. He's no Mac McClung though, but <laughs> that guy. That was nuts. Yeah. I will say that was probably one of the best moments in Reese in a long time in the, the dunk the, contest. The best, there was yeah. the one time a Philly athlete won anything this yeah. year. And then we never saw from him again. Nah. Really. <laughs> Not really. 
But uh, I guess fast forward a little bit. Yo, that Sixers Raptors series. That was that series was live, dude. The best in the last twenty five years of Sixers basketball. At least the last twenty five years, probably farther. Like the Sixers haven't played any series near as good as that one. Like Iverson and Vince Carter just going back at it. Fifty mm-hmm. point game, fifty point game, fifty point game. That was Vince Carter's thing. Yeah. He would match anyone. Yeah. So that's what it made it so good. Yeah, and then uh Vince Carter missing that shot. I remember I was laying on the the living room floor watching that shit with my parents back rimmed it. But now we can get to modern-ish Sixers. The Kawhi shot going in was karma for that Vince Carter shot back rimming, dude. Yeah, the same thing. That was crazy. Brutal. Yeah, Yeah, like on the documentary, I think it's Theo Ratliff or George Lynch, one of them's like, yeah, that Vince Carter shot just hung in the air forever. You felt like it was just going to be in there forever. Then fast forward to the Kawhi shot. Bounced on the rim four times. You thought that thing was just going to hang above the rim forever. Only thing is, this time it went in. Mm-hmm. I remember I was on my mom's couch for that one. Yep, I was sick. It was Mother's Day. I think I told this story on the pod. I had like 101 degree fever. Mm-hmm. and uh, You had your own Jordan flu game. Yeah, yeah, I had my <laughs> flu game. Mother's Day, I showed up and still came through for mom. Yeah. And uh, she gets up because she sees the shot hit rim once. She's like, okay, it's going to go to overtime. So then she comes back in the room a minute later. I'm just distraught, not saying a word. She's like, what happened? It's going to overtime, right? I'm like, nope. What a way to lose. Damn. So, yeah, it was karmic, man, for the the Vince Carter shot missing. It's funny how sports can hold you in time like that with Mm -hmm. with moments. It's just like, it really does feel like shit kind of, you can feel the air leave the room. And it's, that. that's why I feel like, I, I just love sports, like, just watching every kind of game that way because, like, you watch all season to have it come to an end in a way, you know? You hate it to end, but then you see those moments where you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, so much build up on this one, a ball going into a basket. But it really does. It's it's an amazing thing to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It's better when the, the ball well, yeah, m- you know. goes out <laughs> yeah. in your favor or it goes in in your favor, but... But you get to feel that you feel some. It's like that energy. I don't know. It's it's cool. I love that. But uh, yeah, I guess the last thing on the Sixers or last two things. Um, we'll talk about the O one Sixers. Yeah, the step over against Tehran Lou, that would have been an ejection now. Oh, to your yeah, point, Trevor, about how soft this league yeah. is now. These I have refs, that. Man. Like that would have been at least a technical foul, even if it was a crucial moment in the game. Mm-hmm. These refs these days, they've been like, "Oh, that's taunting, technical foul." Yep. Or eject his ass. Something like that. Lame ass refs. And then the other thing, right? Is so yeah, we're talking of the the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen Sixers, and they were the last Sixers team. The O one team was the last Sixers team to advance beyond the second round. The 18-19 team was the the closest to advancing. Then talking about Jimmy Butler, we had this conversation, Hannah, the other day. And I said, at the time, I thought that the Sixers were justified in trading Jimmy Butler because Ben Simmons is a lot younger. Jimmy Butler wasn't as good then as he is now. And also, he had flamed out in Chicago and Minnesota. Obviously... Hindsight's twenty twenty. Ben Simmons has become a dud and the worst contract in the league. Probably one of the worst players in the league. But 
Just saying at the time, I think it was defensible. Hannah or Pat or Trevor, any of you, what y'all got to say? I think that that's, I will say, at the time, you know, we all, and I feel like if you were a Ben Simmons denier at that time, you're just lying to yourself because we all thought that the nucleus yeah. of the team was going to be It was ben, only a second year Yeah, playing. we thought, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, <laughs> rookie of the year, the year before, whatever. You got Embiid, young team. Felt pretty good about it. I mean, if we could have kept, I think the biggest hiccup was the fact that we kept Tobias over Butler as opposed to Butler and Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Like that kind of transition where, you know, yeah, I was all aboard. We that's that's what that's why we hated him so much because we supported him for so long. Right. We wanted nothing but Ben Simmons to be an MVP, an All Star. You know, the best defensive slash offensive guy he could be. We you saw know. the potential, right? Because it was really there. I mean, the guy was huge. You picture. This freakishly large guy with Embiid, who's another freakishly large athletic guy at his position, would have been a dynamic duo. We could have ran the league for a while. And then to see that downfall happen so fast, that's why we hate him because we we took years to support his bitch ass. And then he turns around and says that we were too hard on him. It's like, whoa, 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 easy now. Like, we gave up a lot of shit for this guy. But, yeah, after that, I was all on board with, okay, yeah, let's believe in the young guys. Similar to Maxi and Embiid now. We were like, all right, well, let's keep the nucleus together. But, yeah. It was tough. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I kind of agree with Avery on this. At the time, it was like Ben Simmons was 22 years old. Butler was 29. At the time, you were like, uh, you know, we all naively were like, well, all he has to do is develop that jumper a little yep. bit, and then yeah. he's going to be unstoppable. Oh, how so, foolish we were. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, we were all smoking You should smoking come to the dope. NBA with a jumper. I mean, it's a good point. It's a good good point. (laughs) And Jimmy Butler had that glimmer of a closer. I mean, that is a missing ingredient that only comes around so often. It's fair. And we should have identified that immediately. It's true. And And Harris, to me, was Aaron McKee. Mm. Like, nothing spectacular, worth this high contract, responsibility, leadership role, nothing. He was Aaron McKee. Eh, he's I slightly that better there in McKee, but yeah, yeah. I, no, I get your point. He's just ever, he's only ever going to be a role player, a high priced role player. And Butler, I will say, does ha- Butler's got. We hated to see him go. Butler's no gotten was, better since since that team. He's also to be got fair. that dog in him. Yeah, ben Simmons exactly. was like he's the closest to. Which is like straight. Like you don't expect a guy who's twenty nine years old to get better at that point. Exactly. Like that's usually like your peak years, right there. So I mean. Yeah, I guess if uh, we went more on feeling than stats for certain stuff. Yeah. I mean, statistically, Ben was <laughs> decent. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He His decline was just very Yeah, it was quick. extremely rapid. <laughs> it was very quick. You know, it was like, damn, that shit, we didn't see that coming. And then that pathetic playoff run with whatever. But, oh, God. But I, I also feel like the Sixers banked too much on that draft pick. The process thing, we had it work with Iverson, got lucky with it. That was a one in a million getting such a good pick. You know, Kobe was also in that round. In that yeah, draft. Kobe was like mm-hmm. the eighth pick, 14th pick, some 11th. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was a good draft. It was, it was crazy. Stephon Marbury. Yeah, exactly. That era was just unreal. But yeah. I don't, I don't see good things coming from the the hoping we get a good draft pick all the time, relying on this and then building off of that potential. It was almost out of like potential, out of reluctancy, because like you could see Tatum in the wing just getting more and more furious about things, and they're like, "Well, we got Ben, we got 
potential. And meanwhile, Tatum's just cooking over here. Yeah. Doing phenomenal. I mean, didn't get as far as we did, but you could tell that that guy was, I mean, that was, that was a bluster right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now we're starting to talk about this this current team, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But in relation to we that, gotta, we got to we got to start talking about aliens. I think. Yeah, yeah but I want to say one thing about the uh, that era, just because it was All so right, great. Yeah, yeah. Because this is not the current team. We're good. Yeah, the the 2000, 2001 uh, season in general had just some unreal players. So it was like so fun to watch, even if you lost. You didn't feel the angst. It was like, well, I mean, you felt the angst, but a respectable angst to go against Vince Carter. If we had lost to Vince Carter in that series, it would have been like, okay. Or Tracy McGrady. No, we didn't play them, but Reggie Miller yeah. and Jalen Rose in the first yeah. round. Like, you lost to the greatest shooter at the time yeah. in NBA history. Or Trying their hardest. Yeah. They weren't eating cheeseburgers in the corner. Yeah, they weren't eating Bumby burgers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the style of that time was so much aggression, but flavor, and that's what Iverson brought, that that was, and he brought it out of everyone else, too. Yeah. It was, like, a good melting pot, and the influence of streetball. Oh, which for t- sure. today I was going yeah. hard watching and one mixtape. <laughs> yeah. So Yo, like, you remember exactly what it is. Hot sauce? Yeah. yeah. Skip to my Lou. You remember Skip these cats? Skip to my Lou. The original. Yeah. Yeah, his uh, I watched the skip tape today. Like, yeah, we watched work. that before. Yeah, <laughs> like that's if you want the nostalgia, good feelings, that's what to watch. There's an and one documentary on Netflix. Oh, uh, we watched Did we watch did that? Watch? I don't know. Like I know we should just put on sports documentaries. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we did watch that at good. one point. Yeah, and it's like it's been bought back so many times now. I think they just did like new tryouts in Philly like a couple weeks ago. Oh, for real? Wow. It looked sad. But uh, Skip to My Lou was there. Uh, Hot Sauce was yeah. there. Yeah, I remember I seen Tango these. was there. I remember I seen these dudes in North Philly. Freeway did a show there. It was mm. me, my older sister, and my nephew. I was probably like 12 or 13. I was like, damn, this is, the, this is the shit right here. Yeah. Like, you don't see stuff like that no more. Yeah, and Skip to My Lou being the only made it to the NBA. Yeah, what was his? Uh, Rafer Austin, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And he was he was a decent basketball like NBA player as well. Yeah, he was pretty good. He played with Dwight Howard. Yeah. Yeah, and he made it to the finals. They lost. He, he was on the Magic with uh, oh, Dwight Howard, that. and Dwight Howard yeah. was praising him. He at the end he started dribbling all crazy. Yeah. And then <laughs> no, my man had handles, yo. <laughs> He's and then Dwight Howard was like, "Yes, yeah, good to my Luke came out. That wasn't Rafer." <laughs> like, and they and they lost, but he was still just like it was so cool to see that because he could do it without getting you know the calls. Yeah, it wasn't no palming violation. Yeah. He was crafty enough. Yeah, but yeah, that that was like what I'll say is the game was tougher defensively. They allowed for a lot more offensively. Like it wasn't as aesthetically pleasing like guys couldn't shoot like they can now spacing would usually get like kind of just jumbled and you'd have three dudes standing next to each other looking clueless sometimes but like it was a lot less dramatic the rest let players play more it wasn't so much based on who can shoot from 30 feet out it was more so boring yeah there was a lot more skill involved in some ways like defensive skill that made the games more intense Mm -hmm. that you don't really see now like i still like the nba today but the change has gotten soft handle and drive to 
shooting. Yeah, shoot Over. as a team, shoot 53s yeah, a game. Draw a foul. Yeah. It's all about drawing a foul. Yeah. yeah. Drawing the foul, if they want to learn how to do that, they watch three ball. Yeah. That's the players don't even really try to draw fouls. <laughs> they do anymore. in the most pathetic they just way. Shoot threes they or like know the ref is going to be like, oh, wow, well, someone touched Steph Curry. Like, we got to get him to the free throw line now. Like, all right, yeah. cool. It's not fun. Yeah. I mean, it, not, well, dude. Bring back Tim Dunahy. Bring back gambling on the games, man. Let yeah, them get real gangster age. with it. Yeah. That was when he was reffing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bring back Tim Dunahy, man. Where you at? But uh, 2001, the Sixers tragically lose the NBA Finals. What happens later that year? 9-11. So you could say... Two bad things happened. In I guess 2001. three technically, but wait, what was the third one? Well, for counting. Well, never mind. I'm not getting nitty gritty in this. I'm not that saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two ta- wait, you're two, telling me two, that uh, another two, bad thing happened. Two besides... towers and one final. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, that was just. Oh uh, well, uh, if you're going that deep, then you could also s- <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Y'all getting off the rails bad. here. What hey, about I aliens? Think, I think Anderson got married that year, so he also did get a ring. That's good. See? Okay, but also so that the so that probably erases one of the towers. So we're back to two <laughs> bad. <laughs> but also, he signed that that deal in two thousand one with Reebok. Oh, hmm. then then we started getting our Iversons on. Yep, and yeah. he got the eight hundred thousand a year deal with a trust fund. So he at fifty gets thirty two million. What? He turns, they they put he turns away fifty res- in a couple years in twenty thirty. So nah. they, yeah, they put he, it. He wasn't born in 1980. He was born in 1975. He's 48. He turns 50. Is it 50 or 55? I know it's 2030. Oh, that so he it's gets probably 50, this. It's 55. Trust fund. If it, yeah. Hell yeah. Matumbo's number. He, um, yeah, it gets 32 million, but something about his divorce clause. She gets, she gets half. Yeah, no, damn. Because he signed a post nup with her where he broke every clause that he wasn't supposed to cheat, gamble, or drink or something, and he broke I mean, everything, so she got everything. But oh, out of the goodness yeah. of her heart, let him keep half. So come this... That's still a decent chunk of change. 16 mil? He's going to yeah. spend it all Plus at the TGI gets, Fridays yeah. on City Line <laughs> Avenue. That's his spot, yo. Or it used to be. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. That's a smart deal, I guess. 2001 was a big year. Big time. But yeah, I mean, you know, that was on. genius to put that money away that he could not touch that. Until yeah. he comes. Yeah, I mean, he burned through down. a lot of money too. Yeah. Between <laughs> knowing himself, like he was kind of thinking ahead. He tried. He probably should have been smarter about his gambling and his drinking. Fifty-five takes a lot longer to get to than you think. He was like, oh, "I'm good to go," and then he just spent a lot of money gambling. Yeah, at the TGI Fridays on City <laughs> Ave, man. Whenever I drive past that place, I think of AI. Because they used to practice at PCOM right down the street. Mm. And he would just go there instead of going to practice. <laughs> we talking about practice. <laughs> we talking about practice. We talking about aliens. Yeah, so. We, we got to get on this. We don't have a lot of time. Um, y'all were telling me about this today in the group yeah, chat. Yeah, so there was I a. I had no idea. What's there was this all a con- about There now? was a congressional hearing um, with like. So there was this navy navy intelligence guy, and then there was some other like navy guy, like air force guy, and some mm-hmm. other guy, uh, like, and they're basically talking about how they this guy basically said like under oath that yes, 
there have been UFO crashes, and we did, uh, as he put it, recover uh, uh, bodies, biologicals, biological material, and and it's not human, like whatever. Yeah. So they essentially were like, "Yeah, we got some, we got some bodies in this thing, and we got aircraft material, which is like, all right, boring. Let's talk. Let's talk about these bodies real quick." And they were like, "So where can we find these?" things that you guys have locked up he's like well you know i can't tell you where but i can talk i can point you to a guy it's like some yes Dave, david grush it's a like a video game mission. u.s intelligence uh, official it's so like, you gotta go talk to the same so yeah over here. there was like, like side quests yeah it's sending us on side quests yeah yeah it was Mr. just grush funny watching man. these like videos of the the hearing and stuff he's it's like it's like aoc's asking questions about about aliens this what kind guy. of questions was she asking i don't know i don't remember exactly but it's She's like what kind of drinks do they make up there they're like what they're like never mind it's like will they go on strike with us yeah they she probably oh. was asking like do the aliens believe in workers' rights. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, let me stop writing. Do they have her. unions up Somebody there? Call Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, what's their healthcare policy up there? He's like, well, we don't know. We killed them right away. So I don't know. I would assume that, like, if, they, if these, uh, you know, alien spaceships crash, they, they're probably, you know, they're probably dead on arrival. If, they're, if they were able to, if they were able to recover them, it's probably because they crashed, well, right? My thinking is, though, is that if you're an alien flying into the, I guess, Earth, and your spaceship can't withstand our atmosphere. Like, where the fuck are you coming from, dude? See, also, I, that, like, how aren't like I expected them to like people like fly in? Yeah, I fly expected out, them to be more competent in, than we out. are. Like, well, you, no, this you know, is the thing that the all, the only aliens that we've been able to recover are alien drunk drivers, mm. because they're the ones that are <laughs> that are uh, you know crashing their their spaceships. If they were sober, True. they'd be able to fly in and out, no problem. They're drinking that space yeah, juice. Yeah, what, what do you think aliens are getting drunk like, off of? I don't know. They're high off space weed? Space, space weed, space space booze. <laughs> they're like, I hope moon no- juice, man. They're they're drunk off moon juice. I hope there's yeah. marijuana out there somewhere for them, though. They haven't tasted great <laughs> Yeah, they yet. probably get drunk <laughs> off, like, space acid. Yeah. I would throw an Eagles jersey on them so fast. <laughs> but it's like, we be- like we believe these aliens had uh, were behind on child support payments. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, were, they were they were fleeing from uh, summons from alien family court. I just, it's very odd. I mean, I feel like we all do. I mean, yeah, there's, there's been footage since there. like the seventies. I, like, I don't know what to make of this whatnot. whole like congrat. Like, I mean, when you tell when you tell me that like the guy's like an intelligence guy, like that raises a little some red flags for me because it's like, well. You know, think about it, like the CIA and the FBI, all these guys, like, they ain't always telling you the truth. Yo, have no. you ever they met anyone from, like, CIA or FBI? No. They're I not met, very I smart. I met one FBI guy. They're not very smart, man. They, they they probably don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I don't know. He doesn't, like, it, it, like I, I could very well imagine that uh, someone just, like, passed some, in their office, someone just, like, passed this guy a little memo as, like, a joke. And this guy just like took it and ran with it and like hit it somewhere, and now mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm blowing the lid off this shit!" Like, <laughs> and it's all just like, complete Gibberish. bullshit. Yeah, it's also like, or if it's not, it's so secretive that they're like, "Yes, I can tell you everything, but I can't say it right now." It's like, all right, well, you got the whole world, well, whatever. Yeah, watching, why are we like, all here? Right. What are we doing this hearing for? If you can't like roll one of these fucking aliens out up the aisle on a stretch bed and like, oh look. There he is. We got one or whatever this thing is. That'd be cool. Or a picture. Nothing. Just a bunch yeah. of like, yes, 
we've we have seen a UFO. Yeah, like, man, bitch, some, we know that shit. Did we all on some side. Let's just like get on the record. Did we all uh, believe in aliens here? Yes. Hell yeah. You know how big the fucking space is. Yeah, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can't I, yeah, as well. Like I don't know if there's any of it that ever, ever come here, but they're definitely out there. Somewhere. I feel like it would be kind of universe is too to big, not you know? assume that there's something else out there that is some sort right. of life it'd be, form. It'd be arrogant to think that yeah. they're the only thing. Like it, you mm-hmm. know, it's just big as fuck, infinite. Yeah, you're telling me we're the only fucking jerk offs out here dancing around, getting blown up in submarines, looking for fucking rocks in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> come on now. At least this guy made it to a different planet and died. We went to a fucking thing that we know was there. We're like, let's go look for this shit. They died. They're all fucking each other down there, dying and shit. What if if the alien spacecraft was just like... Their equivalent of the guys going like, what if the what if the what if the alien was like a, a billionaire alien, and, and everyone on the alien planet is just making fun of him, like this fucking idiot. They're like he's look going to Earth again. Look at this fucking there. stupid. Yeah. Look at this stupid idiot. He knows that our this this cheap spaceship can't withstand the Earth's atmosphere. He's going anyway because he's an arrogant billionaire. Fuck him. Yeah, he he flew off in the space version of the yeah. submersible. Idiot. Yeah. Probably like, no no toilet in that thing. Either. Yeah. Like, we've already built the pyramids. We've been there just, before. It, 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 like, I'm going to go see it again in like person. The, ar- the army recovered the spaceship that he's opened up. It's just covered in shit. There's just <laughs> shit everywhere inside it. It's been floating around there for like five days. Damn. Aliens are cool. I mean, I feel like the depiction of aliens have always been like, wow, they're going to be this yeah. super smart, intelligent being. But well, like, the if thing, they crash two in the shit, we're good to go. Well, that's the right. thing. Is like yeah. every, there's been like a few of these, uh, you know, supposed like alien, like videos of aliens that come out or whatever. And now people are like, oh shit, they tried to say this was fake, but I think this is real now or whatever. But my thing with all that shit is it's like, do you really think that the real aliens just coincidentally look exactly like the cartoon drawings that people have been making of aliens with, like, the small mouth and the big yeah, the eyes. Big head the big head. Head. Yeah. Like, what is the chances that they would look exactly like that? Like, if I was making a... If I was going to make some, like, fake alien video and try to pass it off as real, I'd probably try to make them look a little different. Like, you know, like, put, like, a wig on them or something. Like a human or give a him dog. Like, give them, like, hair metal guy hair. I find it more weird that, like, NASA is so... You know, we're catching all this shit with aliens, but, like, a meteor the size of, like, a skyscraper flew by Earth by, like, not that close. Like, in between the moon and the Earth, it flew by. They didn't catch it until it went past us. I'm like, you guys are out here looking for aliens and shit, but, like, we almost got fucked up. Damn. Damn. Haven't these guys ever seen Armageddon? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And Bruce, he ain't got that shit (laughs) anymore. Bruce Wilson ain't gonna be able to do it anymore. He can't even talk, so, like, we're fucked. (laughs) Well, because we don't... Yeah, NASA's not doing shit anymore. It's all about, uh, you know... Jeff Bezos and SpaceX and all these. Yeah, man. Until they get on the moon, I ain't worried about their bitch taking ass. Taking luxury trips to the space. Yeah, you need Elon the... Musk, man. Yeah, Zuck needs need to beat his ass, dude. Asteroids. Whip his ass, dude. Tell him to keep his ass up in space and save us from the meteors. They should do a space fight on the moon. Because then you could just throw somebody out of the atmosphere. How would the lack of How would the lack of gravity affect that fight i saw a thing where if you did if you jump as hard as you can you do get pulled right back down like it's not like you now on pluto if you were to jump off pluto you're, oh you're dead you're gone you're just so like you gotta send their bitch ass to like a very yeah. low gravity well, like some, some, state. yeah i mean some some planets have like a higher gravity than we do yeah, like, so it's like jupiter you would just you be crushed if you sent must to jupiter man he'd be flat like a pancake he would just die yeah and he would just be Sucked up in there. Fucked up. Yeah, send his ass to Jupiter space and that red nuts. dot on Jupiter. I fucking love space. 
don't ever want to. I don't ever want to go up in there. Like, yeah. it's cool from down here. I get it, but like, it's good to look at it from a distance. You know? Mesmerizing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta have a space episode. I suppose we gotta just, smoke instead of drinking yeah, for that one. We gotta get real, yeah. yeah, we gotta yeah. get real high and just talk about space for an hour. <laughs> I wish. Damn, I just pictured them like doing this like hearing and shit. And it's like Independence Day. Will Smith just shows up with like a fucking alien in his flatbed. He's like, "All right, guys, we're here. We got one. I got one right here." Yeah, it's but, like if the, when they when the government finally decides to <laughs> reveal the aliens, they just get Will Smith to come do it for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the big press conference or whatever. Oh man, fucked Should up. A dead drunk alien. Well, I guess that's yeah. just about. <laughs> I think we I think we said about all we can say about the aliens. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, do you got anything to plug? Anything people should know about? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I will plug Mug. Uh, Pat Bev, come do some pottery. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh I will God. tell you how it's done better than the girls at Box. We'll be like, you're doing this shit wrong. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, come to come do some pottery at Mug. Have some coffee. Uh, soon. Yeah. Ethan Federal, Mug. Coffee and clay. Yeah, shout out Vamo yeah. Coffee. Shout out Vamo Coffee. Right? Skip to my skip to my Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully three months or so. Nice. Hell yeah, we'll be, we'll be there in the winter. Yeah. We'll get Pat Bev in there before a game. <laughs> like, yo, you got to come through, man. Get some coffee. Make you make you a bowl. Yeah. Just be chilling with the homies, man. We'll record a pod there. We'll get Pat Bev on. Oh man, exactly. that'd be a dream. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you know what the man likes now. You know. Well, that'll just about do it for us here at the Citywide. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace, y'all. See ya.